0: It is estimated that over time, some 100 million songs have been written on the topic of love. In our country, that's about one for every three people. What's your favorite love song? Do you have one that you really cherish? One for you and your soulmate from over the years, perhaps when you first met or on the day that you were married? What is your favorite? According to one source... Here's some of the top songs of all time. Now, how these were ranked, I do not know. Most of them come from the last 50 years, so they're a little bit uh, biased in that area. But here are a couple that I think you'll be familiar with. Number one on the list is I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Another popular one, not surprisingly, from Elvis, Love Me Tender. Another one, Endless Love From that sappy Brooke Shields movie years ago, Lionel Richie and Diana Ross did that one together. How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees, and I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John. Perhaps one of those is your favorite and can probably uh, sing the tune in your head. These are all quite familiar, I would think. Not every love song, though, has the word love in the title. Here are a few others that I'm sure you are familiar with. Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon is, of course, a classic. Roberta Flax, The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face, Love at First Sight. Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Stevie Wonders, You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Barry White's Deep Voice, You're the First... The last, my everything. We don't have to say love to show love. In fact, love often has more meaning through our actions than through our words. But words are certainly very important. So I want to draw your attention to another song from 1984. Sung by Tina Turner. It was made into a huge hit. What's love got to do with it? That's kind of a provocative question. What's love got to do with it? We'll try to answer that question, or at least address it here this morning. But first, uh, I have for you an even more basic question. What is love? Another song, by the way. And another very provocative question. What is love? Well, among other things, love is emotional, but also expensive. Love is heartwarming, but also heartbreaking. Love can be comforting, but love can also be very complicated. Love can be uplifting and also life-changing. Life can be troublesome. Love, I should say, can be troublesome. But also transforming. Love is indeed very complex. Our Old Testament passage from today is a real eye-opener. It was for me because it demonstrated how close, how attached we can become to one another. Almost as if we are one when we become a couple, when we become a family. We are united through God's love. And through our, God, through our love for one another, that there is no separating that bond. Elijah and Elisha were as tight as two people could be. Elisha was chosen to be his successor. And he hung on every word from his mentor. He wanted to learn everything he could and be inspired in every possible way because he had a big task. He was the successor to his ministry. But God had plans that would separate the two of them by taking Elijah up into heaven in a windstorm. Elisha knew it, but was in denial. As you heard, he said several times, I don't want to talk about it. Let's not discuss it. When Elijah talked of being sent to the Lord at the Jordan, Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. I will not leave you. And in that sense, we can be separated physically, but still united spiritually. As many of us are with those who have departed, those who have come before us, loved ones, family members, fellow church members who used to fill the pews here at Oak Chapel. That separation is physical, but it is not spiritual in any way. As the final departure approached, Elijah said to Elisha, What do you want from me before I am taken away from you? Elisha, with no hesitation, said, Let me have twice your spirit. Now that's admiration, if you ask me. Elijah responded by saying, You've made it very difficult. But if you can see me when I'm taken from you, then it will be yours. If you don't see me, then it won't happen. At that instant, a fiery chariot, chariot, fiery horses appeared and separated the two of them. Then Elijah went into heaven in a windstorm. When we lose a loved one, it often seems that quick, that dramatic. One day, one moment, they are there, an active part of our life, and the next day, they're gone. The next moment, they are gone. And we grieve, and we mourn, and we hurt. Love is expensive, but love has so many positive attributes as well. When he could no longer see a Elisha took hold of his clothes and ripped them in two. And as we know from scripture, that is a symbol of deep mourning when one takes their garments and rips them into that is the ultimate sign of mourning love is expensive and it seems to hurt more than it heals but there is good news news that only believers can grasp the separation no matter how painful is only temporary we will be reunited with our loved ones In our father's kingdom. Of that we can be assured. Each of us has lost a dear. Dear loved one in our life. Some recently. Some long ago. But the pain of separation still runs deep. And still can hurt. If you are without a loved one. On this Valentine's Day. And we all are in one form or another. Take heart. Literally. Because a reunion is coming. If your loved one is still with you, take a moment to pull that loved one closer to you and tell that person just how much you love him or her. We often take our loved ones for granted, and it's so important for us to maintain that connection, that love here on earth. Yes, we may have disagreements and and disputes. We we may become angry at one another. We may even spend time apart from one another, but there's always an opportunity to come back together through God's grace and mercy and our willingness to forgive. So Valentine's Day, in addition to being a day of love, is quite obviously a day of forgiveness, reparation, and reconciliation. If you are without a loved one and feel lost and alone, take heart because God is a true, divine, living, and loving God. How can I say that, you ask? Well, perhaps I can't, but the Word of God certainly can. Mark made sure that we would hear the good news based on the supernatural experience witnessed by Peter, James, and John high on a mountain alone with Jesus. It was there that the transfiguration took place. Jesus' clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And before them appeared Elijah. Yeah, that same Elijah from the Old Testament and Moses as well. They were casually talking with Jesus. But Peter, Peter as he always is or was, was flummoxed. So he said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter always thought he had a better idea. He was always trying to stay one step ahead of the Lord, right? And he had good intentions, but didn't always work out in his favor. On that particular day, Scripture tells us he really didn't know what to say because they were all so frightened. Imagine going through that experience and seeing Jesus in the transfiguration, and the dazzling white that is almost blinding. Then this happened. A cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came down from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Now, he wasn't just talking to Peter and James and those that had gathered on the mountaintop that day. He was talking to all of us, even to this very day when we celebrate the transfiguration on this day of colors. When we think about red and love and white and purity today is a day of multicolors in our faith. Suddenly when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone except Jesus as they were coming down the mountain. Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the son of man had risen from the dead. So, being obedient, they kept the matter to themselves. But you have to wonder what that conversation was like as they came down the hill and talked to one another. What in the world is he talking about until the Son of Man rises from the dead? Now, we know the answer. The ultimate expression of love and redemption. So we go from a secular day of love on this Valentine's Day, and I'm so glad it came on a Sunday this year, to a sacred day of solemnity this coming week on Ash Wednesday when everything changes. The colors change again from red to purple, from white to black to darkness. And so we then are lost for a moment in the wilderness, trying to find our way along. Where are we going? What are we supposed to do at this particular time in our life? So, this is indeed a message that love comes in many, many colors. It's no coincidence that the prevailing color today is red, symbolic of the heart, the life-giving blood that flows through it, particularly the blood of our Savior. Shed to reconcile us. But we know as blood becomes deoxygenated, it turns purple. And that's the passion that we will again mark during the next 40 days. The blood of Christ that went from loving red to deep purple. That commitment, that ultimate sacrifice that would free all of us from the bondage that we now feel that we are under. Free us to serve and to follow him. To cleanse and purify us. That is or those are the colors of love. So let's get back to the original question posed by Tina Turner back in 1984. What's love got to do with it? I think we finally have our answer. Actually, it's been there all along. Quite simply, it can be summed up with one word. What's love got to do with it? Everything. Everything. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Keep in mind that somebody out there and somebody up there loves you deeply. We all know who that is. He once hung on a cross, but only for a short period of time because The resurrection changed everything. May we all be blessed and comforted. By his unconditional love. awed by his transfiguration. Humbled by his sacrifice. And today transformed. By his endless love for us. It is deep. It is emotional. And it is everlasting. May we take comfort. And be assured that no matter what, all is well with our soul. Let us pray. Gracious, merciful, and loving God, on this day of love, let us be reminded that our relationship is rooted in your unconditional love. We pledge to be strong and courageous, not afraid or terrified. For you, the Lord our God, is always with us. You will never leave us or forsake us, and so we carry on without fear or trepidation as we seek to serve you by serving others now and forevermore. Amen. So in keeping with the season, uh, we always, I went to a Catholic school, I think as most of you know, and we always took time to celebrate Valentine's Day, and you You get candy from others, and it's kind of a fun time. And in keeping with that tradition, we have some chocolate-covered candy hearts for you in the narthex today. I guess I'm getting into this habit. I have this feeling of obligation to give you something after every service to take home with you. But today, I think it's appropriate to take a heart with you if you're so inclined. Um, And before you take that first bite to to think about it, to, to think about love, to think about how deeply meaningful and life-changing it can be, let us not ever take that for granted. So please help yourself on your way out today. And uh, if you have somebody at home you'd like to take one for, I think we have enough for that as well.